We've got two readings this morning. The first is from Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Page 58, if you're using one of the church Bibles. Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could not hide him any longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses saying, I drew him out of the water. And the second reading is from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 to 26. Page 12110 on the Church Bible. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 to 26. By faith... Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of far greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. to do Egyptians or Hebrews which is it for you Egyptians a wonderful life Hebrews full of strife but you'll be blessed when you find rest in the Savior who died for you I'm told I am the worst singer in our family by a country mile. Um, I am very sorry to inflict that upon you, but boys and girls, that tune um, comes from a very old song called Daisy Bell, and your challenge is this afternoon to look it up on the internet, find the proper tune, and then see if you can remember the words that we've just sung, okay? And the word strife, just so that we know, it's the opposite to a wonderful life. It's a difficult, a hard life. 
Well, we're going to start this morning by playing that old chestnut of a game, Would You Rather? Uh, all you need for this game is a partner, someone that you can speak with if you're in church or if you're on your own, you can play it in your mind. And I'm going to give you a couple of options, and you've got to turn and discuss in pairs or threes which of the two options you would choose. Okay, clear as mud. Would you rather be popular and loved or unpopular and bullied? Go, discuss. Okay, second one, we're going to rattle through. Would you rather have lots of... Now, when I say toys here, uh, it depends what age you are. If you are a grown-up, it may be that a toy to you is a nice kitchen or a nice car. It may be if you're a teenager, it's some sort of gadget, or if you're young, it could be Lego or Peppa Pig or whatever. So would you rather have lots of toys or very few or no toys at all? Go. Okay, next one. Would you rather live in a palace with servants and loads or live in a tent with little? Go. Okay, last one. Would you rather have a comfortable life, an easy life, or a difficult or a hard life? Go. Well, that was a bit of a silly game, wasn't it? Because I reckon most of us would be on the left-hand side in column A. You'd have to be a bit daft to, to be willing to be bullied and have a difficult life, wouldn't you? But there is one person who stands out in history who chose column B. Not so much, uh, he's not what us grown-ups would call a masochist. He didn't go looking for it. But when it came his way, he was prepared to accept it. And his name was Moses. Moses made difficult life choices that cost him dear. Why? Because he believed what God, he believed God. He knew his real home wasn't here. Let me say that again, because that's the heart of our message this morning. Moses made difficult life choices that cost him dear because he believed God. He knew his real home wasn't here. Wonderfully, God has spoken. He's spoken through his living word, Jesus Christ, and he's spoken through his written word, the Bible. And faith is simply to believe that what God has said is true. So we take the last three letters, don't we? I-T-H. I trust him. I trust that what God has said is true. And it's not just to keep it up here but it's to act upon it, to live it out. 
And the challenge for us this morning is to see that Moses has something vital to teach us. That there is a life, a home, far, far better than the one that we have in the here and now that is passing. And that home is a forever, everlasting home with Jesus. Jesus our King in his kingdom. And the way of wisdom... The way of Moses is to learn to, to let go of what we've got as we take hold of what is to come. So we're going to sing again, and the next song we're going to sing has got some brilliant lyrics in it. So we're looking forward to a better day, and we know it's certain because God has said, God has promised so as the music uh, starts, let's stand to sing together.
Do take a seat again. Moses, Moses, what are you going to do? Egyptians or Hebrews, which is it for you? Egyptians are wonderful life, Hebrews full of strife. But you'll be blessed when you find rest in the Savior who died for you. Do you know what? Uh, we didn't, that, that song is, I pinched someone else's tune and the lyrics are awful. Josh's song was absolutely fantastic, and we didn't give him a clap, so we're going to give him one now. Well done, Josh. Um, this week, we have been binging on Jeremy Clarkson's um, farm. Anyone else been uh, into that? Yeah. It is, it's very silly, but it's lots of fun. I can recommend it to you. Um, and there was a lovely moment where Jeremy Clarkson was explaining to uh, this lovely young man called Caleb who Moses is. I love the irony, a person named Caleb not knowing who Moses is. Um, Jeremy did a very good job, but much better the Bible. If you read the book of Exodus, you will see that Moses uh, led an extraordinary life. Um, Imagine for a moment, I am Moses. He had the great privilege of being born. A Hebrew uh, into the people of God. Uh, but through an extraordinary series of events, he found himself growing up in the splendor and the wealth of Pharaoh's palace. And as an adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter, well, he had everything in life imaginable. He had... Um, he had treats galore. All the toys that you could hope for. Well, it was uh, food, glorious food. Uh, if it wasn't parties and banquets, it was uh, certainly Deliveroo on tap. Uh, his education, well, it really was uh, the best teachers in Egypt. And uh, I can bet, you can bet your bottom dollar, can't you? Uh, that those sheets on his bed at bedtime were made from Egyptian cotton. That's worth more of a laugh than that. <laughs> Can you see, uh, with all of this, all of these privileges, the great pull on his life? Yes, he was uh, a Hebrew. He belonged to the people of God. But when you realize that uh, their life was one of slavery, one of struggle, well, you can see the pull was this way to enjoying all the good things that life can throw at you. But as Moses grew up, something began to change in him. Uh, we're not told how it happened, but I guess the factors were both push and pull. So push, uh, was he pushed out 
um, as he mixed with his friends and adopted family and uh, began to see what they were living for, um, the things of this world, uh, wealth, the trappings of wealth and power, well, perhaps he found it all a bit empty. It's what uh, grown-ups call the paradox of pleasure. Uh, the more you have, the less it satisfies. And Paul, well, as he maybe tentatively at first began to uh, find it, go into the slums and the ghettos where his own people lived, the Hebrews, and as he listened to their story of a, a wonderful creator God who had made all things good, things that had become spoiled, and yet he was coming back to uh, save them, to put things right. Well, he believed the stories of this king and his kingdom that we can't see and that was coming. And can you see then what he did? He made an amazing decision to leave behind this wonderful life and to turn, in turn, to identify himself with the, Egypt, with the Hebrews, with the people of God. And it was a really massively hard decision for him. What does uh, our reading say? Let's have it again. By faith, uh, when he had grown up, Moses refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace uh, for the sake of Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. I want to say we must be careful not to be fooled into thinking that God is a spoil sport. Somehow that if we deny ourselves pleasure, that uh, God is pleased with us. It's quite the opposite. Every good thing comes from God. And as a friend taught me recently, uh, gifts are so much better if we know who we have to thank them for. Now, the good things God gives, the pleasures we know, only become sin when they're enjoyed apart from God. Well, if that was uh, Moses' story, what about ours? What does all this mean for us? Um, we don't live in uh, Egypt. Uh, we live in Cambridge, don't we? And uh, the Hebrews, the Israelites, well, that today is the church, the people of God. We've got a home here or a home in heaven. Well, I guess... Uh, because we find ourselves in church this morning, I guess we can, uh, it's right to hook ourselves up here, isn't it? We're in church, maybe we're part of the church. Um, 
We may not live in uh, Pharaoh's palace, uh, but many of us live in affluent Cambridge, uh, where we all know uh, how much we value an education. And I love my uh, holidays and uh, that nice extension. And, um, well, that healthcare that we've got at Addenbrooke's, it's second to none, isn't it? So can you see, just like Moses, the pull of all the great things that we enjoy, pulling us towards having a home here, making our home here, and forgetting that we've got a home in heaven. I expect, like, um, like me, many of you uh, this week would have been upset and challenged by the stories coming out of Afghanistan uh, this summer, uh, migrants crossing the channel in search of a new home. Uh, we live in a world of refugees, don't we? And boys and girls, a refugee is just someone who is seeking refuge the safety of a new home because they've been displaced from their real home. Well, despite all the privileges that Moses enjoyed, uh, he had the wisdom to know that he too was a refugee. Uh, the palace he was growing up in wasn't his true home. Uh, no, he was, um, it was with the Hebrews. And he had the faith and the courage and the wisdom to let go of the pleasures that will pass, to take hold of all that is to come. Well, I wonder this morning, uh, will we have the faith to see that we too are only ever refugees? Uh, the world we live in uh, isn't our own, is it? We don't belong here. No, our real home, our lasting home, our true home is with our Lord in heaven. So what do we need to do to lessen our grip on this world to take hold of things over here? Well, we're told in the reading, aren't we, that Moses was able to see that which was invisible. He was able to see Jesus, even though Jesus had never yet lived. Well, how much more for us, living after Jesus, are we able, better able to see the invisible, that which can't be seen? And I think the only way that we can uh, let go of the things of this world the things that we find so enticing, that comfortable way of life. I love my comfort. Well, I think the only way is by looking to Jesus and learning from him, him who is invisible. I would love to take all of these off so we're pulled this way, but we know that pull, don't we? So what are we going to do? Moses made difficult life choices that cost him dear. Why? because he believed what God had said. He knew his real home wasn't here. Uh, I know you're desperate to sing that song together, so as we finish, we're gonna sing that ridiculous song one last time. Uh, we're gonna sit, we're not gonna stand.
Okay, together. Moses, Moses, what are you going to do? Egyptians or Hebrews, which is it for you? Egyptians are wonderful life, Hebrews full of strife. But you'll be blessed when you find rest in the Saviour who died for you. Well done. Over to you, David.